It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone, online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. And this episode of Locked On Thunder is brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code Locked On, save $10 off that first order. On today's show, we're going to talk about the NBA releasing their opt-out plan for players, and we will break it down and also talk about a lot more. But make sure you subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcast from and leave a five-star iTunes review. So on Tuesday afternoon, Shams went to Twitter and he just unloaded some key information as we restart the NBA season. And this week we've talked all about Kyrie Irving, Avery Bradley, and other players who don't feel comfortable heading back to Orlando, heading back into a bubble, and giving us that diversion, that distraction away from what's happening in the world with the social injustice and the Black Lives Matter movement and things of that nature. So the NBA has told players that they need to notify their teams if they're not going to play for the 2019-2020 season. They must notify their teams by June 24th. And compensation will be reduced uh, by a fraction each game missed. So so if your team is out of it and they're not going to actually make the playoffs, you're only going to lose eight games worth, obviously. Uh, So you'll lose eight games, uh, a percentage of your eight game checks, but you'll still be compensated. It'll just be, of course, reduced. Uh, The NBA players have been notified that any player who exercises this right will not be punished whatsoever. Obviously, you're not going to blackball somebody or release somebody or anything extreme like that because they don't feel comfortable heading back into the bubble. There is a group of players who can choose not to go to the bubble, but also not face any salary reductions. 
So those would be excused players, and it's to protect the players who we believe have a higher risk of a severe illness from COVID-19, uh, from the teams and things like that. So the teams and the experts about COVID-19 will evaluate that and on a case-by-case -case basis provide those exemptions for players. I hope that uh, this extends to their families because I know that although we're looking at players themselves, they do have to eventually go home from the bubble to uh, their wife, their kids, their mothers, their grandmothers, and things like that to where um, you know, you might not feel comfortable going to the bubble if it can put your family at risk, even if it does not put you in immediate danger. And a way to get around that, of course, would be uh, to go from Orlando into a quarantine before you go home. Uh, but that's just an extra step you have to take. And I, I, I would understand if players do not feel comfortable doing that uh, before going back to their family. That's why I said yesterday, this is all, whether you're sitting out for injustices or you're sitting out for COVID, this is a case-by-case -case basis and whatever a player decides should not be ridiculed at all. If you decide that it's not right for you, uh, for your community, whatever it may be, to not go because of social injustice, that's totally fine. That, that is totally within your right. If you decide because of the COVID spikes that you don't want to go and risk getting a health issue or bringing it back to somebody who you love or you don't trust people to take the bubble seriously, that's also very valid. And so you can skip, of course, this bubble experience. I think that any player who skips should not be looked at any differently than you look at them today or you looked at them throughout this course of the season. It's an individual decision. It really is. And that's what it should be looked at. And I'm glad the NBA is looking at that. I hope that this exemption uh, in terms of getting your full salary and things like that would be extended to players and coaches and their families, not just the individual person. Because again, uh, there's ways around it, but you still worry about that nonetheless. So the last bit of information on this is that the NBA will provide uh, guidelines for if you leave the campus. So it says NBA players have been informed that anyone who leaves the Orlando campus without prior approval will be subject to a 10 to 14 day quarantine, a reduction in compensation for games missed and enhanced testing. We talked about testing this week. The NBA has acquired uh, some tests where it's not as invasive as the deep nozzle swab. But if you do leave the campus, you will be forced to get the deep nozzle swab. And I think that uh, why that's not that's not available for the public right now, the non-invasive kind uh, or the least invasive kind, I should say. I think that the reason being is because they might not be as accurate if you're not doing the full deep nasal swab. But if you're testing players every single day, you can afford a little bit to be not, you know, not as accurate because you're getting so many tests. Whereas you, for example, listen to this podcast, if you're only going to get tested one time, you need to be sure that that test is as thorough uh, and reliable as possible. But if you're going to get tested, tested every single day, then you can maybe switch to what the NBA is doing. Now, again, I'm not a scientist or a health expert. That's not factual. I'm saying I think that that's why the NBA is getting away with having tests that are not as um, as not as not, not as tough as the deep nasal swab test. But if you do leave the Orlando campus, you will be subject to that test for the players who leave that campus. I don't know if that extends to also the faculty members that leave that campus because there was reports that the Disney faculty is not going to stay on campus. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to monitor. I think that they should be uh, if they're not going to stay on campus. I do wonder, I, I wonder why a player would leave because that, that no longer feels like a bubble to me. That just feels like we're all in the same place in a way, but we're not actually, um, we're not actually fitting into the bubble 
the bubble idea to stop coronavirus. It just feels like something that we should really take a look at and be, be stern about not leaving the campus. And I don't know what you would get approved to leave to do. I guess a family emergency would be one, obviously. Um, that could be anywhere from your wife having a kid or someone getting sick, and that would be totally fine. But if it's just to get out of the campus for a little bit and go have fun in Orlando, I don't think that that should be on the table. I'm not saying that it is, but it's just weird to me that at every turn here, the NBA has left up the idea of players leaving um, and players not having that strict bubble. And it seems like to me, that's the only way that this plan works without seeing a mass, a massive amount of positive tests is if everyone is on board and everyone is taking this seriously and everyone is doing their part to ensure that they're staying safe and in virtue, keeping other people safe. Uh, because we also found out today that the coaches are going to have to, and older and older faculty members who are going to go to the NBA uh, at Disney, they'll have to give their medical history to the league. And I'm not sure at this point where guys like Popovich stand, even Rick Carlisle, who's 60 years old, where does he stand? Uh, you get these older coaches like Mike D'Antoni and Alan Gentry, I don't know where they stand right now. That'll be determined by the experts and the um, NBA as a whole. That's why they got their health issues and their health history on file now. But if they're allowed to go, I know that they're going to take it seriously. And you can't have, and I'm just using this as an example. I'm not throwing any player under the bus. This is just an easy example. You cannot have James Harden not taking this bubble seriously, going out and leaving the bubble, leaving the campus, and then coming back to Mike D'Antoni, being within two feet of him during a timeout in an indoor place where you know the air is circulating and that's obviously a more dangerous place than being outside. You cannot have him being that close to Mike D'Antoni after James Harden did not take this seriously because if Mike D'Antoni catches it, that's a lot different than if Russell Westbrook, his teammate, catches it. That's a big difference. So I, I'm not sure how the NBA will regulate this bubble uh, and, and keep it both fair for the players in the sense of being compassionate with it is a long time to be trapped in a hotel room whenever you're not playing basketball. But also, this is a sacrifice we're going to have to make if you're the NBA. And that's what Adam Silver, Silver said on uh, Monday with the ESPN Return to Sports Roundtable. So it'll be interesting to follow. I hope that the NBA plan is is foolproof and you know, Michelle Roberts has said we're going to see positive tests. I hope that that's a limited number of positive tests. I hope that um, – you obviously hope no one tests positive, but I hope that the wave of positive tests that people keep alluding to, like Michelle Roberts, happens next week whenever teams are finally reporting back to their cities and coming back from overseas, getting back together. You get those positive tests now, quarantine them, and then whenever you head to Orlando, you're also quarantined, and after that – then, then the positive tests are over. Um, not for a basketball sake, but just for, again, the health sake of you're having so many people together, you're bound to have one person that cannot afford to get this virus. Just with how, just with how massive this virus has proven to be, you're bound to have one person that either we know it or we don't know it that cannot afford to have this, this illness. So I hope that everyone takes it seriously. I think that they will. Uh, but it's just odd to me that at every turn we're seeing different loopholes of, of ways that players can come and go as they kind of please a little bit. Uh, so we'll see how this is all 
monitor. On the other hand, we'll talk about that other side of the argument after the break. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar because Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, get $10 off that first order. Built Bar has just been amazing. They're low-calorie, low-carb, low-sugar, high in protein. They give you a ton of energy. They fill you up. I'm telling you, you can use these things as an entire meal. You can wake up and have one for breakfast and be set until noon, until 1 p.m. even. They're that good. They're that filling. I would really encourage all of you to go to BuiltBar.com right now and get yourself some Built Bars. They are fantastic. If you've tried protein bars before, you understand that sometimes they have that chalky taste to them. It's really a struggle to just get them down and eat them. And then you're stuck with a bad aftertaste, not with Built Bar. You're going to want to try Built Bar with that chocolate coating on the outside. I recommend the banana nut bread, but I would also recommend any flavor with peanut butter because the peanut butter and the chocolate, it goes without saying it is fantastic. BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on, save $10 off that first order. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So on the topic of the bubble and, and keeping guys quarantined in there, it is hard to regulate a bubble. I would fully anticipate it being difficult, especially with um, as many people are going to be in there. I think it's like, what, 37 per team, uh, they said, or 37 or 30 whatever per team. I do understand that it would be difficult, but again, it's like what Adam Silver said. It's a sacrifice that you're going to have to make if you want basketball back. I, I think that eventually everyone on board will have to just say, okay, I'm here, I'm in the bubble, we're going to play basketball, and then I'm going to get to leave. And in the meantime, it will suck being in the hotel and only really being able to talk to my teammates, and maybe you're going to room with a few other teams. I'm not sure that's going to work, but that's really what you have to do if you want to play basketball. That's just the, the fact of the matter, I think. I, I don't see how you can I don't see how you can have a open campus uh, where you can come and go as you please and, and then keep everyone safe at the same time, which I don't think that they're going to do. But it is weird that we even have the option to, to leave the Orlando campus. On the other hand, what are you going to do? Are you going to put cops out there and make sure no one's leaving? But obviously not. But it just seems like there's no good answer to this because players are grown men and they should have the right to do whatever they want to. Uh, but I hope that they do put the safety first before anything else for themselves and for others, and I think that they will. It will be interesting to see how they handle the coaches. Are they actually going to tell Pop that he can't go? Are they going to tell Mike D'Antoni that he can't go? Who's going to be the next in line? Is it going to be Becky Hammond for the Spurs, Tim Duncan for the Spurs? It's going to be interesting to follow the coaches' storyline because – on one hand, if the coaches wanna if the coaches wanna go, 
how do you stop someone from wanting to work and wanting to do that if they're willing to sign whatever legalities you need them to sign? But on the other hand, sometimes you need to stop people from themselves and say, look, Mike, it's not safe for you to be here. It's not safe for you to be here, Alvin, or even Rick Carlisle. Again, he's 60 years old. He is 60 years old. So I'm not sure what they're going to do with the coaches, and I'm not sure how that could affect teams. If you lose a guy like Rick Carlisle, has he trained his staff well enough to handle Luka and KP during a playoff run? Same with Mike D'Antoni with two personalities like Russ and James Harden. Uh, Same with, of course, to a lesser extent, the Spurs, because no one really cares about what the Spurs do in these eight games. But still, that's a big piece to, to, to follow along with as we move forward. At the end of the day, if I was predicting, I would say that the coaches get to go. All of them get to go. They're just taking the necessary precautions right now, getting the health information and evaluating, and most importantly, going over it with every coach. Saying, look, this is the pros and the cons of you being there. And then for you personally, is it still worth it to you to go coach your basketball team? I think that that's what they're going to do. I think that they're going to look over their history with health experts, present that to the coaches individually, and say, do you want to come or not? And I would have a hard time seeing a coach that says that they don't want to simply because every single coach has said that they want to go. For the Thunder, Billy Donovan's not 60 yet, and I'm not sure if 59 versus 60 is a huge deal in all of this, uh, comparing him to Rick Carlisle. Uh, He doesn't seem to have any health issues that we know of. I would expect him to be free and clear and him heading towards Orlando, uh, but we'll follow that as well. I I don't think that uh, anything will happen around Billy Donovan because he hasn't been named in any of these reports that, you know, the NBA is looking at him. They're really reporting on guys like D'Antoni, guys like Alvin Gentry. So that's put to bed for now. But again, that's something to monitor as the NBA releases their date for players to opt out. I wouldn't be surprised to see Kyrie opt out because when this vote happened, he did talk about, well, can I go and sit on the bench? Can I go support my teammates? Um, But Things change, and life changes, and your priorities change. I wouldn't be surprised to see him not want to go. He wasn't. He was not going to play anyway. So maybe he feels like he can make an impact better, uh, make an impact more in his community than he can sitting on the bench and cheering on DeAndre Jordan. I did want to talk quickly about Avery Bradley because he has been a a leader alongside Kyrie Irving, and on Tuesday afternoon he he really got. Um, his shine because he started to talk about his message um, with Woj and other people from ESPN. Um, I believe that he specifically talked to uh, Michaela Andrews. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly, uh, but it's at M-A-L-I-K-A underscore Andrews if you want to find them on Twitter. Uh, Woj, of course, is regurgitating the story in his own timeline, and you can find that there as well. But he says, regardless of how much media coverage we receive, talking and raising awareness about social injustice is not enough. Protesting during the anthem, wearing t-shirts is great, but we want to see real actions. And so that's something that um, is taken fully in stride, I think. I mean, I think that he's totally correct with this. We've seen the I Can't Breathe t-shirts from LeBron. We've seen the kneeling during the national anthem. The Thunder have locked arms during the national anthem. And believe it or not, I've been in Chesapeake Energy Arena uh, whenever people have had a problem with that. People sitting behind us have had a problem with that, locking arms. Something as simple as that. So I understand where Avery Bradley's coming from. Um, and Avery Bradley's also saying that, you know, if you're not with us, you're against us, and that the message was intended for, quote, for all of those who have more financial power than us but are not taking a bigger stance when our community needs it the most. That's what Bradley told ESPN. And, 
you know, I understand their message. And again, I'm going to reiterate my point on this. Every player has to decide what is best for them. What do they want to do? Do they want to stay home? Do they want to play basketball? And neither one of those things are right or wrong. For once, we can acknowledge there is no perfect answer here. A.V. Bradley's totally correct that he doesn't. He no longer views wearing T-shirts, you know, riding on your shoe, doing a post-game press conference, protesting the anthem, protesting during the anthem, I should say. I'm sorry about that. He no longer views that as, as a vehicle to spark change. Again, not protesting the anthem, protesting during the anthem. He no longer views that as a vehicle to spark change. And I, I don't see how... Um, you can belittle that point because it's been happening forever. Athletes have taken this stance, you know, these stands during the Olympics, during basketball playoffs, during every um, sporting event there is, the NFL, MLB even. I had, a, had an underrated story in the MLB a couple years ago when an ace player took a knee during the anthem. So it's, it's happened at every level of sports, and we're still right here. So I can understand the frustration uh, and the sense of urgency and the sense that for maybe Bradley that's not enough anymore that that's no longer enough. I can totally agree with that, and I can totally see where he's coming from. So that's where Avery Bradley comes from, and I think that um, those are some quotes you can take and look at to really see his message and Kyrie Irving's message because they're they're co-leaders in this coalition. Um, And I think that it's so easy to run with the negative quotes that Kyrie had out there out of context a little bit um, and him just not articulating what he wants to say uh, very well. And that's why throughout this whole week, I've never brought up those odd points by Kyrie. I've just talked about what his message was intended to say. So I think that that's a great way to put it for Avery Bradley. It doesn't matter how much media coverage they get. Uh, it doesn't matter how much awareness that they raise um, in terms of wearing T-search and, and, and protesting during the anthem. Um, they want to see real action, and I'm totally for that. And we're doing that at the Lockdown Podcast Network because we stand against racism and social injustice. And that's why as host, we're making donations to local and national organizations to fight for change. And Locked On as a network is matching all of our donations up to an additional $10,000. So if you want to donate, if you want to help make change, LockedOnPodcast.com slash Black Lives Matter to donate alongside us. Um, but that's really what it boils down to. And we'll see who all decides not to go um, and who all decides to go. And I want to put this point out there again like I did yesterday. Even if Avery Bradley and Kyrie Irving decide to go, it will be a joke to some of you, but it shouldn't be. Because what they're doing right now is simply raising awareness, simply asking questions. And it, it sounds elementary because it's something you hear all the time in first grade. And there's no stupid question. And, and they were saying, hey, what about this aspect of our lives? What about this aspect of our community and this, and this plan? This plan is taking us out of our communities. It's taking us away from social injustice, and it's creating a diversion. It's creating a distraction from that. And they put it out there, and they've gotten their response from within their league um, and within the world, and now it's time to make their decision. And that could still be to sit out, but it also could be to play on June 24th, whenever it's decision-making day. And either decision, again, is completely and totally fine. A decision that you will not regret is going to rockauto.com because rockauto.com is a family-owned business and they've been serving you auto parts for 20 years on the internet. Are you kidding me? 20 years ago, how many of you, raise your hand, knew how to work your email? 
They've been selling you auto parts and body parts from hundreds and hundreds of manufacturers at rockauto.com for 20 years. That's a key part in this because every day it seems like there's new, there's new makes and models and manufacturers of auto parts and body parts. And they make it simple and easy to navigate their large catalog of parts to find the one that you need. Because there's no way that your local auto parts store will have the parts you need in stock. You're going to get to your chain auto parts store. They're going to tap on their computer, send you back out the door after they just ordered something online. And then they're going to upcharge you. Save 30, 50, or even 100% for the exact same auto parts at rockauto.com. They're going to save you money. Go to rockauto.com right now. Tell them Locked On sent you in the How Did You Hear About Us box, and they'll know what to do from there. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who could help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So I did want to talk about some Thunder news today because, of course, this is the Locked on Thunder podcast. But right now, a lot of the news relating to the Thunder is just general NBA news. Um, And... I don't expect Billy Donovan to be one of those coaches that can't go to the bubble. I also don't expect anyone on the Thunder to not report and not go to the bubble uh, because it seems, frankly, like a lot of the team is already in Oklahoma and already uh, practicing and participating in these voluntary workouts right now. So moving on from that, it's important to note that Chesapeake is supposedly going to file for bankruptcy this week. We've heard this floated around really since quarantine started that Chesapeake could be Um, going under. Uh, And of course, they're the naming rights sponsor of the arena in Oklahoma City. So that's something to monitor if you really care about um, the naming rights and things like that. And it's a way to generate money for the Thunder, of course. If they file for bankruptcy, I'm sure that they're going to breach their contract with the Thunder. That runs through 2020-2023. There's some local places that you can find out. um, uh, You can kind of piece together and see if maybe they'd be a good fit to sponsor the arena to get naming rights because this is a huge deal uh, in terms of sports and especially small market sports to keep naming rights with that stadium. That's how you get a lot of your income. Um, so I do think it's important to to really dig into this. I mean, Sonic and Love's probably the two leading candidates, I would think. Um, you know, of course, both of them, local Love's doing the whole jersey patch thing. Uh, if they do go the Love's route, the Love's would be one of the two sponsors that do the jersey and the arena the other one is in memphis with the fedex they have the fedex forum and the fedex jersey patch i'm not going to try to predict and act like i know uh, what's going to happen with the naming rights uh, but it is something to look for because we've gotten so used to calling it the peak although at times i still call it the ford center and i would be all for ford 
jumping back back in the ring here so I could just continue to call it the Ford Center. I'd also be all for reverting back to the original floor in the Ford Center. You know, that beautiful um, post where there's there's nothing in the paint. There's just those yellow uh, lines coming down on the blocks. It was fantastic back then. I, I don't really like the new look, but it's a, it's a trivial thing, uh, of course, to complain about. I also want to talk about something interesting that happened on Crossbolts, which is Daily Thunder's debate show with Brendan Brendan Rabar and Olivia Panchal. I'm not sure if I said her last name correctly, uh, but Olivia, that's just kind of the indoctrination into Locked on Thunder. I did not say Brandon's last name correctly for the first um, few shows that I mentioned his name on here. But they were talking today on their daily show. Uh, it's about a two-minute show on Twitter. I'm sure you've seen it by now on the Daily Thunder Twitter account. They also post it to their website, dailythunder.com. Uh, and they've thrown out, they throw out a topic every single day regarding, the, regarding to the Thunder. They each take a side. They each debate it. And today's was interesting. It caught my attention uh, from Tuesday. And it says, um, discussing Russ and the Rockets, if Oklahoma City gets eliminated in the first round, which I don't think will happen, uh, would you root for Russ and the Rockets or would you not root for Russ and the Rockets? And I'm just going to take this, take away the Thunder first round part and just mention Russ and the Rockets for a second. Um, I understand people loving Russell Westbrook. I love Russell Westbrook. I gave him praise on yesterday's show, or maybe it was Monday's show, about, um, of course, what he's doing within the community still in Oklahoma and also producing that movie uh, based on the, on the Tulsa Black Wall Street I love that from him, but I, I just can't gear myself up to root for the Rockets. Now, do I wish any ill will on Russ? Do I hope that he loses in the first round? Of course not. Um, but it, it just doesn't sway me either way if he if he wins in the first round or, or gets far in the postseason. If he won a title, that would be awesome. I mean, that would, that would truly be awesome if Russell Westbrook won a title, but Whenever you throw the word root in there, I'm not going to be sitting at my TV just hoping and living and dying with every bucket that Russell Westbrook can can pull the Rockets to the NBA Finals and can win them a championship. If he's lifting that Larry O'Brien trophy, I'll be happy for him. I will truly and honestly be happy for him. But I'm not going to just sit there and root and root and root for it to happen. Now, if they get to the Finals, I'm probably going to root for Russ or want him to win no matter who the Eastern Conference team is. I just don't really care that much about any team in the Eastern Conference. But, again, want him to win? Yes. Root for him? You know, just just being a complete and total fan of him and just hoping and living and dying by every possession? No. I'll watch every game. Literally all 88 games of this, you know, revamp re- regular season and the postseason, I will be watching. But rooting? I, I don't think that I'll be rooting for Russell Westbrook. I mean, I haven't rooted for the Rockets so far. I'll be hoping that Russ does good. I'll be hoping that Russ accomplishes things just because of the connection uh, with Oklahoma City, of course. But again, rooting, I, I don't think so. I don't know if I'm in the minority here about rooting. Again, I hope that good things happen for him. I just personally cannot really get myself up for Houston games. I cannot just say, man, I sure hope the Rockets win. I'm interested in watching the Rockets. I'm hoping that Russell Westbrook wins, but I can't just, I can't get myself there to just say, come on Rockets, let's go Rockets, or whatever the catchphrase is uh, in Houston. Run as one, maybe? Is that what it is? Are they run as one? I don't know. Uh, But I I can't root for Houston um, in any sport, really. But in basketball, I hope that Russ does well. Other than that, I don't really care if they win or lose. I really don't. I have no vested interest if they win or lose. I care if Russ does good. 
I'll check them out. I'll watch the games, but it's not going to make or break my day. Let's put it that way. If the Rockets win or don't win a game the same way it will for the Thunder uh, or any other team. So there's going to be no show tomorrow on Thursday. I've done five shows, five days a week on this podcast the last couple of weeks here. We're only supposed to really do three shows. I mean, that's kind of what our, our mandate is right now before we gear up for basketball. Uh, so I'm probably not going to do a show on Thursday, although I say that, and news like this could break tomorrow, and I'll be right on this podcast talking all about the Thunder and all about the NBA. So right now the plan is for no show Thursday. On, then on Friday, I'll give you part one of my conversation with Brady Trantham of 107.7 The Franchise, talking about the Brody era of Thunder basketball in the last chapter of the Thunder Book of Basketball series, you can go back and listen to John Hamm discuss the golden era with me on that series. And you can go even further back and listen to Andrew K. Schlecht talk all about the Thunder U era of the Thunder with me on the Thunder Book of Basketball right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Next week, there's a ton to look forward to. You have the opt-out date that you mentioned at the top of the show, which just got released moments ago. You also have the transaction window starting, which we all expect Lou Dort to be converted to an NBA player. Uh, but I'm sure that some other moves will be made throughout the NBA. But for the Thunder, during that trans- transaction window, I would expect on I would expect on June 22nd that Sam Presti immediately announces, and this is a guy that holds all the cards to his vest, that he immediately announces, hey, we've signed Lou Dort. Now, we might not get lucky enough to have the years and the money, but we will, we will know that he has been signed, I think, because... The Thunder have played with fire for long enough. <laughs> I think that we're going to get to know that information next week. And then players report to training camp, you know, a mandatory report date, and coaches can be in the gym next week, and it's go time. It's, it's basketball's back next week with the testing, the coaches, the players. It's going to be fun. We're going to get more content. Thank you for staying with us. The support for this podcast has been incredible. Taking over this show during a global pandemic with what's happened in the world since I've taken over this show and the fact that there's no basketball whatsoever on, the support has been incredible, and I cannot wait to continue this show as basketball ramps up and for years to come. It's just been awesome. You guys have been great. Thank you all for listening. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game.
the meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 